His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. And your love for a long time. I love that. That was foundations for us. A um, couple announcements. We're going to pray for John and Jess and the family. Oh, after the service today, <laughs> yay. <laughs> I'm excited for him going, and I'm not excited for him going. Nobody told me when we were having babies that they would leave you. And I, you know, so so weird because the kids were all at home, and I'd go through checkout, you know, I'd be pregnant with the whatever, umpteenth kid, and they'd be like, why would you want to have them? I can't wait till my kids leave home. I'm really glad, you know, and... And I just remember at the time thinking, what? You know, who would ever feel that way? And yet there's seasons. And we're in another season, and we really want to bless John. And I guess Michael is coming home. Yay. And, uh, you know, God has good things. No matter where they are, it's a long way. But we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be able to see the good things God's going to do. Let's see, that, that was one of the things I was going to say. The other one, oh, if you want to leave your card today, if you already had them, some of you got ahead of the game, uh, your Christmas cards, just leave it on my chair and uh, for Phyllis. Go ahead and put um, maybe her name just right on the outside, but then you won't have to mail it if you've already got your cards today because we're, we're going over this afternoon, and, and uh, it's just fun to go over there. They're all, she has to introduce us to everybody in the place, and it's just really fun. So we had an awesome Thanksgiving, and, and uh, just saw my brother, and so life's been hectic, busy, beyond anything. I Honestly, I don't remember a time that we've been busier. We missed the Christmas on the square because we had, we were helping John, and then my brother came, and it was like, ah. Oh, Anyway, I saw Diana, your beautiful things you made. Is she incredible or what? Come on. I mean, those are works of art. They are. I just love them. I just, anyway. So I know that it ended up being really good yesterday, and I love everything going on in the city. It's just really, really cool. Father, we thank you. Thank you for Marty's word, Lord, that it's just something you're doing. God, you want your people to know who they are, and you're making us strong and brave and courageous and full of life and joy. So just come, Lord. Come this morning. Help me to just share what I have and, and uh, give us the grace to just pray as we need to pray today. In Jesus' name. Well, um, for those that have heard the word sozo, sozo is like a word that's going out all over, and it is just basically an inner healing. Well, we've heard of inner healing and have done inner healing for years. So when sozo came out, uh, they just put names on things, and it is to heal your connection with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. And all of us have disconnections in areas if there's been areas in your life with any of the above situations where maybe you've got a disconnect so sozo brings a connection that's what it is it brings a connection if you were an orphan then sozo would be great to just pull you back into and we all have been orphans in ways and so 
saying all that, I'd had a book given to me um, by Dr. Women, the one that Ron and I are going to, called The Healing Codes. And this was just an addition to Sozo. It was an amazing book. And uh, it linked, now this is, this is you got to understand this. This is totally scientific. Science has found that we are body, soul, and spirit. Isn't that amazing? Somehow God had the idea and science found out it was true. That is amazing. So every one of us, as we get healed, usually all sickness and disease and all those things are linked to issues in your heart that need to be healed. And they know this, and they've correlated it. And as they've worked on seeing the healing, Holy Spirit prayers, exact same thing. These guys are Christians that were, were handing this out. But as they saw this, when there was an issue of something in their heart, and you prayed for the issue and got healing in the issue, then the body issue healed. And it's linked. All of the issues of our body are linked to our spirits. And when we start having disease, which God never designed disease, it's usually uh, almost always linked to some kind of emotional issue. Well, who would have ever thought that? And so God is, and this has honestly been a breakthrough in science. And so you're going to hear this more and more. But guess what? The church knew it, and God already knew it a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And so saying all that, I was studying the healing codes, and, and uh, this, is, this is the healing. All we need is love. Every single one of us was created for love to be loved absolute the greatest need of mankind is to feel connected and loved we all were created that way even ones who act like they don't want it love is the issue and so when love comes into an emotional wound it heals a physical as well because we are body, soul, and spirit. Well, I've been, I've been praying about, you know, just when I'm praying for people, pray for emotional issue, and then start seeing the healing. So I've been doing that more, and I'm going to be teaching that in the School of Ministry because I believe it's a key for seeing some things unveiled and healed. Um, so to paraphrase this, I would say all the world needs is God who is love. God. So I was thinking about the love of God, I have been, and if God's love is Christ and what we all need, if God so loved us that he gave his son, then why do we have so much strife and wars? Why? Why? I was laying in bed the other night and thinking about that, and I thought if what we need is the love of God, then why is all this strife going on? And he said, because they don't want to connect to me. They can't see I love them. You know, I'd shared about the guy that on the way to uh, church the other day, I, he's got a, a new house and he's got animals all around it, cows and stuff, and, and no fence, just right up to his house. And uh, Trent was talking to him and tried to talk to him, and he's, he's foreign. He doesn't understand English. 
and it looks like foreign. You know how they have the house, and then the cows are right next to their homes in, in, in Europe, and, you know, different countries. It did. And every time we pass that house, I have a burden. He's all by himself. There's only one man there, and God's going, that's my son. I love him. Every single one of you, and I love what they're doing with the nursing homes, Brandon and Heather and, and um, Paul and Laura. Every single one of us is called to find those that we're supposed to love. But you know what? You won't have anything to give until you know how loved you are. And when you know how loved you are, you can't help it. You're going to find somebody and want to say, God loves you. Jesus loves you. I mean, it just seems like we have more and more, and I do believe it's revival, opportunities anymore. Every time we go places, every time we're out, there is another opportunity to, sh to speak to somebody and tell them God loves them. And so he's doing that among us. So I just want to read the love chapter. I felt like it was appropriate for this love that came to earth in a manger. So here it is, paraphrased. A lot of it came from <clears throat> the, pa the Passion Translation, but I just added a little extra thing so that I could be inclusive. If I achieved great success, if I took every mountain, all seven, if I had a billion dollars, if I painted magnificent art, if I sang a magnificent song, if I was loved and revered by all, if I led a country, if I started an orphanage, maybe many, if I stayed married, that's a big one, if I spoke words of angels and knew the future, if I knew all God's secrets and had faith to move mountains, if I gave away everything I had to the poor and laid down my life without the pure heart motive of love, Jesus Christ living in me and through me, I have nothing. I am nothing. That's the truth. It's the truth. You can be all that and be nothing. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without his love. Totally bankrupt without his love. So here we are, and I'm telling you, this is the journey of life. Did you learn to love? I don't know about you. But learning to love is a school that you have to continually put your nose to the grind and choose. Learning to love does not come naturally. I don't mean that you weren't born loving everybody in ways I was. But then life happens. And all of a sudden, it gets tainted. And you have to go beyond and learn to love. Our whole issue of truth, of being on earth, you want to know who we are and what we're supposed to do? It's wonderful we have names, yes. But the issue is, did you learn to love? Did you love through who you were? Did you love through what you were given? Did you?
our life in a nutshell. Did you love? April was walking with me the other day, and she's so funny. And she's always going, I don't know. I think maybe we made a mistake to have our uh, kids so old. She's 36 with twins, you know. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I had my last one at 40. It's pretty good. And uh, she's like, I said, just think about it. You're going to have them around a while. It's really fun, you know. And, and so, so we're talking, and she said, wisdom really does come with age. Wisdom really does come with age. Walking life helps you see. Seriously. You guys want wisdom? Just keep going. <laughs> You'll get it. I remember hearing years ago about walking in someone else's shoes, 20s. Well, if you just walked in someone else's shoes, then you'd see how they see. I, I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody ever thought that? Yeah, 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 okay. And then I remember in my 30s, it got a little bit clearer, but not totally, not, not totally in my 30s. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have your judgments, you have your dis opinions, you have your, you know, in your 30s, you can still have it, you got it, you know. And then you start hitting your 40s and 50s, and now we've hit our 60s. And all of a sudden, you realize, man, I've been having a lot of shoes lately. Someone else's shoes. First of all, and this is, this is younger, but someone who's odd. Different from you, they have issues. Maybe they don't any offer anything to you when you're around them. You just don't feel anything. And most of the time, they're, and I'm going to tell you, this is the poor that Jesus sees. It isn't just financially. They're the poor of the earth. They're the ones that no one wants to be around. They're the ones that just are in the background. So you start looking and you start getting shoes. They're less than you. They're less than you. You can't understand why they can't have success like you do. Why they can't reach out. Why they can't do life like you until you get their shoes. There's a movie out. I'd read the book, actually. It was the same kind of different as me. And it, was, and it was that. It was a rich businessman. And his wife, before she died, naturally, we watched two cancer death movies <laughs> while we were on vacation. <laughs> that was great. Anyway, and she, she, uh, before she dies, she starts getting a burden to work at this um, homeless shelter. And it, it was just one man. Her burden was for this one man. She dreamed about him, and she had it. And she started to share it with her husband. And, of course, he's just patronizing her to get to know this man. And then he begins to see the man's shoes. And then he walks through the sorrow of losing his wife, and the man comforts him. And he begins to see the shoes. I believe God is trying to put shoes on us in this day and age so we'll love when life comes and you have their shoes on and things didn't go the way you thought or wanted the only reason you got more wise when you were older is because you had more chances <laughs> to get shoes on that you didn't want anybody ever had to put on a pair of shoes you didn't want had to go through situations that you just ah no and all of a sudden you look around 
and you have compassion. I remember LaVonda, and we don't want to walk through this. We don't. But I remember LaVonda and Phyllis both saying, you'll never know what it's like to lose a mate. I thought, then we'll know what it's like to lose a mate. But I also knew that I wanted to have compassion on that and not look back and go, wow, it was really hard on that. I just thought, buck up, come on. Instead, I've tried to put on shoes. Jesus did. Jesus put on our shoes. Isn't that amazing? When you, when life comes and you have their shoes on and things didn't go the way you thought or wanted, you see that person different. They have value to you as you've seen from their eyes. Jesus chose to see from our eyes. Isn't that amazing? When I was young, real young, I was loved by everybody as far as I knew, popular in school, and I did well. Rejections, hard things came in the scheme of life, and I walked in the shoes of some of the wrong side of the track kids. I walked in their shoes. I walked with Jesus in their shoes, which has always been my blessing. And all of a sudden, I saw them for who they were, and I loved them all because I was walking with Jesus, but also I was walking in their shoes, and I saw their value, and I saw how wonderful they were and that they were no different. No different whatsoever. Jesus chased us all. All the click or division boundary lines drawn up by the new shoes people, the achievers, the rich and the famous, melted for me. They just, it melted for me. I saw no difference. There isn't any. I haven't for years. We're all the same. Love. Wisdom comes from walking in a lot of shoes and letting love and forgiveness flow. So I'm going to ask you again, and it's my question. This is always to me. Did you learn to love? Love doesn't have divisions. I pray all divisions down in the body of Christ. Love doesn't have divisions. Can we see the nation healed? God sees no one as better. When you see someone left out, poor, how does the love of God abide in you when you continue to leave them out and not think of them? So many times new people will come in the church and I get grieved because nobody even notices them. I'm going, Lord, if we're your hand of love, then let us look around. Let us see those who have shoes on. Maybe we don't know them. You know what? I've stopped judging shoes, too. I think they're all great, and I don't really care to have every pair. <laughs> Ron goes, I really didn't want the cancer shoes. I'm like, I didn't either. But that's where we're at right now. When, when you see someone left out, how does the love of God abide in you? when you don't even notice them and you leave them out and you don't think of them. Love everyone. Jesus went after the Samaritan woman, not only a half-breed, but a woman. He just didn't have boundaries. 
the only way evil is annihilated is by love. All the division of this nation, all the infighting, it's only annihilated by love. Brian, you can start putting that CD on. Setting our hearts and lives to focus on love, him. I choose it in this season. I want it more. I long for it more. I want to learn how to love. I've been dizzy a while. Plain, maybe. I couldn't figure it out. I was just, just really been dizzy. And then Brock had a word of knowledge in the school of ministry about dizziness. And he even described it. He described it, what it would feel, what it was feeling like. And it was like the room kind of, it was anyway, I went, that's me. And he prayed for me. And then he said, as your eyes focus on Jesus and him alone, your dizziness will go. That was the word to me. He was focusing on, Jesus was on all the busyness of life and everything else that my eyes had taken in, everything that was around me, and it had made me dizzy. I told the Lord I rejected all the many busy things, and I prayed. I prayed that distractions would go out of my head and I would focus on him. What he was saying was rest in him. The dizziness started leaving the moment I focused on Jesus. Dizziness is getting thrown off balance. I believe this is a word to our body. It's getting thrown off balance, not being able to walk straight. The Lord is saying he's the reason for all our seasons. So focus on him right now. Surety of step will come. Walk in rest. Security. Abide in his love. This music was given to me by Terry Boker, TJ, and they've also found that sound heals. And so this is a healing CD of sound. And I believe the Lord wants to refocus us today. I believe he wants us to hear him and see him in rest. I read this this morning. The only way we will ever be able to annihilate evil is by setting our love upon Christ. God says when we purposely focus our love on Christ and make him our priority, he will deliver us from all evil and he will heal our land. There were several stories that Ron was, we were talking about him. November 2017, this is a healing, was chosen by Reader's Digest as the nicest place in America to win this contest in Gallatin, Tennessee, specifically when an African-American person was shot by a white police officer 
the town came together at the parking lot at City Hall and prayed together, black and white. They said, we're a community that is civil and we respect one another. We'll not give in to violence. And God healed their city. This is a principal, a bachelor middle school in Bloomington. And he wanted a theme this year. And the principal chose Be Kind from the movie Wonder. Wonder is about the wrong side of the tracks kid. What the whole classrooms went and afterwards talked about how important it is to be kind to one another. This is in our schools. Eric said, if we teach them to read and do math and all these other things, but not be kind, we failed. God, heal our land. Heal us of the turmoil and the infighting of our land. So I want you to stand. And Breen, you can turn that up just a hair. And I want you to just let the Lord heal you. Let his spirit just come in and focus you this season on his heart. Just take the heart of your sa- the hand of your Savior right now. Just take his hand and learn from him. Because this is all him. And it's becoming us. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love listens. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than self. Jesus did. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep a score of sins of others. Love doesn't revel when others grovel, but takes pleasure in flowering truth. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for each other. Love never takes failure as defeat, for love never gives up. Love puts up with anything and trusts God always. Always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never stops loving. Love never dies. Three remain, faith, hope, and love. And yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run.
Lord, we yield to your love this morning. We yield to more of you, to more of you, to more of you. Lord, we allow more love to teach us and change us. And we will say we are learning to love. We are learning to love. In Jesus' name, amen. I have a couple things I want us to do. I wanted, um, I don't know if Mike Persinger and if LaVonda could come up and we just set some chairs up here. They need to sit. And I want to pray for healing for them both. Mike's getting ready to go through knee surgery and in just a lot of pain. And LaVonda's been sick for six weeks. And I know that some of them already prayed, but I just, I just want us to gather around them and pray. And um, then we'll let John and Jess and their family come up. Thank you for listening to this message. Yeah.